everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Today my topic is on being human and I'm feeling very human right now. This is the third time that I'm trying to record this. I got interrupted a couple times <laughs> by my kids and I don't know how to edit it yet. So I'm just starting the whole thing over. Um, anyways, so originally I was just going to start um, talking about my past and where I've come from and my recovery start on my recovery journey. But before I do that, I just wanted to share about being human because my whole life, I felt like there was something wrong with me. Like I needed to be fixed. I was always searching for what would fix me. What was it? A certain medication, a self-help book, a therapist, a relationship, changing my body, anything, just something to take away my anxiety and make me feel okay. Make my life easier and make being human easier. I thought that I must be doing something wrong if it's so hard. And what I've come to find out is, at least for me, maybe for other people it's easier, but for me being a highly sensitive person and an empath, I'm very sensitive to a lot of things, one of them being human and life. And for me, life is hard. You know, there's ups, there's downs, there's pain and struggle. There's better times, there's worse times. Um, Sometimes I have just a few moments of peace. Sometimes I don't have any. Um, Just up and down. And I've come to accept that that's just part of being human. It doesn't mean I'm doing anything wrong. It just means I'm living life. And for me, being in recovery is really accepting that and realizing that I don't need to change who I am or, you know, figure out how to make the struggle go away or not be here. It's more learning for me how to accept who I am, accept what I'm going through, accept what I'm feeling. And instead of trying to change it, really ask myself, how do I support myself through it and really learn what I need to support myself. So, which by the way, sometimes I forget to do since I definitely fall back into old patterns a lot. And, um, a lot of times if I say I do something, I do it sometimes, but not all the time. (laughs) I'm just, you know, imperfectly learning. So anyways, I wanted to share this example, um, that kind of showed me this point more. Um, so I have four kids. My oldest is 15. Um, my youngest is five. And one time my five-year-old a couple months ago, she was having a really hard day and she came home and she was having a tantrum and she was crying and crying. I was busy. I was doing dishes. I was cleaning up and I was really wanting her to just be quiet and stop. I was busy. I was overwhelmed and I was just trying to get her to stop and nothing I did was working. If anything, it was just making it worse and her cries got louder and her screaming got louder and it wasn't helping. And then I realized, what am I doing? The dishes, organizing, cleaning, that can wait. Her feelings come first. And I picked her up and I sat on the couch with her. I put her in my lap. She laid her head down on my shoulders and she just cried and cried and cried. And I just sat there supporting her through it, hugging her through it. Until eventually she looked up at me and she smiled and she said, I love you, mommy. And she just ran off my lap and ran to play. And I remember feeling so emotional in that moment because, first of all, just being able to be there for her and giving her what I wish I would have had was so emotional for me. But also recognizing, wow, that's what I need to do for myself when I'm struggling, when I'm angry, when I'm triggered, when I'm overwhelmed, whatever it is. Just to stop doing what I'm doing, stop being so busy with everything else and distracting myself and realize my feelings come first and ask myself, what do I need right now? Do I need a hug? Do I need a cry? Do I need 
to take a bath? Do I want to go for a walk? Do I need to call a friend? Like, what do I need? And then really give myself the support I need. And when I do that, it's not that everything's fine or that the struggle's not there or that it's easy, but it's just that I can breathe a little easier and life seems a little more manageable. And I'll share an example with myself as well with this. Um, As a child, I was terrified of shots. I still am, but (laughs) um, as a child, even more to the point that I couldn't sleep at night when I thought about getting a shot. Um, Actually, once when I was in labor, um, I was so scared of getting a shot. The nurse asked me, you know, it was a choice to get a certain shot. And I was so scared. And I said, no way. And she looked at me weird and said, "Um, lady, you're having a baby and you're scared of a shot. And I remember saying, "Um, yeah, well, I have no choice. If it was up to me, I might be pregnant forever because I'm terrified of giving birth. But for the shot, I have a choice and I don't know how to handle that. I'm really scared of it. Um, Now I I learned how to support myself through things like that. And hopefully I can handle handle it a little better. But um, yeah, it's just a memory that came up for me when I was sharing this. So anyways, I do um, ERT sessions, which is a type of somatic therapy. And what it is, is that it really helps you get in touch with your trapped emotions by feeling your physical pain in your body and discovering when you felt that same pain emotionally as a child. Because the way ERT is, is basically the therapist, she touches certain parts of your body and she presses it and whatever you feel physically is a symptom from an emotionally trapped feeling from your past. So one time in one of our sessions, she was pressing onto the left side of my my body. I think it was my back. And I remember screaming so loud. It just hurt so bad. And I felt like I could not handle it or take it for another minute. And she asked me, what age are you when you felt this way? And she asked me questions and different things to help me get in touch with that. But I was able to see myself. I think I was maybe seven or eight years old. I was at the doctor's office about to get a shot. I was full of fear. I was terrified and I was crying. And I remember, I remember the doctor yelling at me, telling me to stop. I remember feeling overwhelmed and lost and feeling like something was really wrong with me. If the doctor was so angry at me, which he was, He even, I think, left the room and said, I'm not going to fight with you. Like, he was just really upset. He definitely was not supportive. There was no space for my feelings. And he just needed me to stop and wanted me to stop. And all it did was make me more and more and more afraid and sad and feeling really stupid and overwhelmed. And just the feelings just grew from it needing to stop without getting any support. And in that moment, looking at myself as a seven or eight year old terrified without any support in the doctor's office, my therapist asked me, imagine, imagine yourself at that age. And can you look into her eyes and tell her what she needs to hear and give her the support that she needed? What did she need? Can you give it to her? So I did. I held her and I told her, I understand that you're scared and it's okay. I told her how brave she is. I'm right here by her side, holding her hand. And I understood her and her feelings made sense. And I knew that she could handle it, even though it was hard. And then when the therapist touched me in the same spot on the opposite side of my my body, on my back, even though I still felt the same feeling, the pain was still there, 
but I wasn't screaming anymore. It felt so much more manageable and I felt like I could handle it. And it was just a really cool experience to see how the same pain that before I gave myself support, I was screaming and felt like I couldn't handle it for one more second. I was able to manage it and handle it now with giving myself support. And I didn't need it to stop that second. It was okay. I felt like I could survive it. And it was just like really interesting to see and again really validated this point that I'm making that it's not that it's the pain that's the issue for me it's or the struggle that's the issue as much as as it is the way I'm handling it as much as as it is the messages I'm telling myself if I'm telling myself shut up stop move on don't feel that way then it grows whatever we persist no whatever we resist persists so when I used to resist, then the feelings would just get stronger and louder and harder and more and more unmanageable, which I'm going to talk about in my next podcast, my next episode. But um, yeah, so I just really wanted to come on here and share that point. And in the next episode, I'm going to start sharing um, my story, beginning with my past and every, a lot of things that I've been through. And after that, start to share my recovery journey with you. And I'll be sharing tools and tips of how of how I learned to support myself through it all and how I'm still learning how to support myself. But I just wanted to clarify this first because I want to share with you that, like I said before, I don't have it all figured out. I'm definitely not always okay. I'm not changed or fixed or perfect. I'm only getting better at learning how to support myself and be there for myself through life, which is hard a lot of the time. And that's okay. And I want you guys to know that you're okay too. You don't need to try and be something that you're not. Make your struggles go away. It's okay to focus on loving yourself through whatever it is you're going through and learning to support yourself instead of trying to change who you are. Who you are is enough and beautiful and amazing. And you deserve to be supported and loved exactly as you are. And that's something that I'm learning for myself as well. So thanks so much for listening and for being here. And it really means a lot to me. And I... Hope all of you guys have a wonderful day or night whenever you're listening to this and talk to you next time.